Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. Hi Lotana. On Hi, the couch. Man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, on the couch I have Marcel, CEO of Mizi- Mizala. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, Mizala. That's your, Miza- Mizala is correct. Yeah, and Israel, the COO of Mizala. Welcome to the couch, guys. Thanks. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, um, on Startup Couches, we talk about products, amazing products out in the market. We try to learn as much as we can about it. So, jumping right into this conversation. Marcel, what is Mizala? Okay. Um, Mizala is an insurtech firm. Um, we're basically about bringing, ba- um, bringing in trust, bringing back trust into the insurance populace to an- enable people have affordable insurance and um, change the narrative of how insurance um, have been run in the country and um, Africa at large. So that's basically what we're doing. Mizala means umbrella, right? So we're bringing in protection, yeah, to everyone, every African, actually making it affordable and um, quite, um, for, for lack of words, quite sexy to join. Okay. Um, so what language, what language is Mizala Israel? What, what language is that? Is that Swahili? <laughs> it's Arabic, actually. Oh, it's Arabic. Oh, it's, I didn't know that. Arabic. Arabic for um, actually. I see. Um, and so, um, Master, when you talk about um, bringing the sexy back with insurance, um, what part of insurance are you looking to be? Are you looking to be consumer-facing? Um, what area of insurance are you looking to be? Because there's like a lot of um, types of insurance that exist. You know, where in this space are you looking to start playing in? Okay, yeah. So, um, first off, we're looking into retail, yeah, because that's where we have um, the people that need insurance, basically, everyone, you and me. <laughs> and we're starting off with motor insurance. So, um, looking at it, we have lots of people, lots of cars that are in Nigeria. I'm starting off from Nigeria, I mean, since it's, uh, it's where our primary market is. And I yeah. think it's the biggest market in West Africa. So starting off, starting off from, from Nigeria, we're, we're bringing in motor insurance. We're trying to make it, or rather, we're making it very affordable. Um, what you typically have in the market is where somebody subscribes to comprehensive motor insurance and you have to pay your premiums in full for the year. But what we're doing is to bring it in such a manner that you can pay um, in lesser um, um lesser amount and uh, a bit more frequent than you would and also the beauty about it is if you have a claim you, we're not asking you to pay the remaining of the premiums right what you would have currently is um, insurance companies taking up the difference what the outstanding premiums would be from your claim amount and pay you the net but we're saying for every point in time you can actually switch on your insurance and switch it off so if you're paying insurance for one week you have full comprehensive insurance for that week if you decide not to use it for next week you're actually um off the hook so you're you're more like a new customer every time you buy insurance from us okay yeah. okay um that is really really interesting that's really really interesting i also like the fact that you're starting with um the retail side of motor insurance um and you know i mean the next thing would be who your main customer segments would be. Um, Israel, I, 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 I like to know, I already know it's like car owners, but what kinds of car owners um, was like oh, their, um, their, their, their segmentation? So to start with, yeah. yeah. 
to start with yeah you know on um pitch decks around the ecosystem you'd always see time as the two billion or 1.4 billion population that you have in africa yeah and a lot of times what you what the answers you get to that is that oh that can't be true there's no way you um you can possibly serve the entire um, african population but looking at insurance penetration in africa insurance penetration in africa as a whole is just at two points seven percent and insurance penetration in Nigeria, which is our primary market, is at 0.327%. Mm. James Dan. Yeah. So it's basically ground zero. We started off with cars because, quite frankly, um, it's one of the ways that we could use to build drugs because insurance, like myself said, we are trying to change the face of a legacy institution, a, a century-old institu- um, um, institution. Do you understand? Mm. And doing the work of changing people's mindset people have, have held this mindset for 20 30 40 50 years you go out there and ask the average person why don't you have insurance they'll tell you some bad stuff about insurance companies and have, they've never even bought an insurance policy in their life the chances that they've actually experienced this thing directly is almost zero to none yeah but you have this inherent bias unlike every other um, place or every other sector or like or like most sectors you're not starting from a place of um, net positive or a neutral place with your target audience you're starting from a net neutral place and in that instance and when you look at it from that perspective you'd see why it makes sense if i say the whole of africa is our market and on cars to answer what you said about why cars specifically cars are common right especially in nigeria and africa your car no matter who you are or where you work unless you're very wealthy your car is typically more than a means of transportation so it's also part of your livelihood your livelihood is actually tied to your mobility and your car right and so it makes it makes it easier to sell the value proposition for lack of a better word it makes it a bit easier to sell the value proposition of insurance to these people that fall under this category of car owners right and it also sort of makes sense because with cars, it's a short-term kind of insurance play, right? Your car gets faulty or you're bashed. If you've driven around Lagos roads before, or any major African cities roads before, you can see how people drive. Yeah. You know, people just flouting all the traffic rules and all of that. It's a short-term, it's a shorter cycle. It's easier to see whether or not we are really different from everybody else on the market. It's easier to validate every promise that we've made to you when we're trying to sell our policies to you, right? With cars, because it's of a very short-term nature, it's easier for us, for you as a customer, and also for us to show we are really about what we say. Mm. Okay, okay, that's actually really, 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 really interesting. Um, you know, starting with cars, and you know how you see the market. Um, Marcel, how did you start this company? What is the founding story like? Wow, well, uh, I think I will actually let Israel take on this uh, question. Okay. Trust me, he's good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Israel is the pitch assassin of the team. He is, actually. <laughs> you know, like, the funny thing is, like, the funny story is actually very funny. So, um, in total, we are four that started Mizala. Right. Um, we have Toby that was with Akan. I think they both met during Toby's NYC days back in 2014 or so. And Toby has been around just providing legal, um, you know, advice here and there. Well, I can. He sort of even helped us register the company, if I remember correctly. So Toby was there. Then Marcel, I can started out this company actually. So I can, which is the third co-founder, is not here. He actually started the whole idea of Mizala. I came from him. So he worked as a contract staff at one of the major banks. He's a software engineer. Mm-hmm. I am also a software engineer. So he started. He was working at a contract staff at you know one of the major banks in Lagos here. And benefits-wise, compensation-wise, he, I mean, we all know they get lesser than main staff, right? Yeah. But what is worse is there is no form of financial protection whatsoever for you as a contract staff. Mm. 
you know, there's no form of outside your salary, outside your net pay, which is what the company pays you. Some they don't even get insurance. Oh. There's no form of protection. They are exposed to the elements. And truth is, that is at the core of why we started Mizala because that was his experience, and that led him to think, how can we mitigate this? And also, you know, the contract staff they don't get a month's notice or anything because you're on contract. Your contract is terminated. That's the end of it for you. Yeah. There's no job protection, nothing at all. So I can't start with the idea of providing unemployment insurance to you know Nigerians and Africans at large, a way to sort of mitigate you know risk that comes with your employer just picking up one day and firing you because let's face it how many proper organizations do we have in this continent that do hiring and firing the proper way you get fired on the whim somebody wakes up they don't like your face somebody wakes up and they don't feel like you're doing something and that's the end of the road for you your career your goals all of that gone no sort of protection whatsoever and you know then because it was our first um, foray into the insurance space even actually so he had reached and then you know he reached out to Marcel's company because Marcel has 15 years experience in insurance actually he used to be a manager at one of the major insurance firms in West Africa oh, wow. so I kind of gone there yeah he had actually gone there to sort of um, pitch this idea to them and they told us we like your idea we like why you want to do it but the numbers they don't make sense and I think, yeah, I'll be speaking for Marcel, his own words, if I remember correctly, is he was very impressed with the vision and what we were trying to achieve, even though the way we were going about it was not particularly the best way or the most optimal to yield the kind of results that we are hoping to achieve. And in doing that, he then, um, it, they told him no, right, but he stayed around on an advisory role, just sort of giving advice here and there, just seeing where we can even take this in the first place, you know. And then I, can, I was the last person to come into the equation, actually. Sometime in September 2020, um, this Dimitri the head of growth at Get Equity, yeah, I know and co-CEO of Principal. So he, he hosts this is taste bodies, um, you know, eat out and all. So I met Akan there. I was I was working on a, on the hospitality tech startup at the time, and you know we just talked, and you know, I was like, yeah, he told me about what they were working at this, and I was like, oh, this is really amazing. I definitely like to go in because myself, I, I used to be a software engineer, freelancer slash consultant, and just like him, I was also exposed to the elements. I was all the protection I had. There was no financial protection. In fact, access to even credit was even more terrible because you're not even seen. So it will be, we all understood the need for providing financial protection. And since the partnerships we tried didn't work, we were very, very stubborn. We also decided that, you know what, maybe we're going to underwrite this unemployment insurance ourselves since we couldn't find any insurance company to work with us to make this a thing. And I think we got up to, what, 50 subscribers. And then after, you know, after getting to that point, we just said, I think January 2021, we, we looked at everything we decided, and the unemployment starts from the NBS came in, I think came in at 33% unemployment. And we saw, you know, the trend, and from even the experience of people we had around us, and we knew if we talk to underwriting these things ourselves, we run into debt. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we did the company. So we had to look at how else can we achieve our goal? How else can we sort of deliver on our mission, right, to protect people from uh, what's it called? financial uncertainties you know protect people from financial exactly from financial uncertainties and auto insurance the way we even came about it was very 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 interesting because Mizala has always been about community from the onset even from our unemployment days right we've always been very heavy on a community approach towards customer acquisition towards selling our product towards talking to people and by talking to people in the community we built when we were trying to you know get into unemployment insurance our customers then told us about you know they highlighted the opportunities on car insurance to them the difficulties they face with car insurance which was pricing in the first place affordability and the fact that they have to make this payment most times at the end of the beginning of the year or even middle of the year and they have to make all these payments lump sum right 
all at once without the benefits and the claims process sometimes so most of them the claims process discourages most of them from even attempting to buy it the only reason the majority of them have any form of insurance is because it's mandatory to have at least both party insurance to drive on the on you know nigerian roads yeah and you know um that gave us a unique opportunity to sort of start what we now have now that's actually really, really interesting i think i think for me the 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 pivot from unemployment insurance due to resources and due to the fact that the the market to serve is really really large and you can't underwrite underwrite all of that on your own you know through customer feedback all the way to motor insurance is actually really really amazing i like journeys that you know are really deeply rooted in um um customer feedback because that's basically what you should be doing as a founder when you're building so that's really really amazing i think that's something that stuck out for me in this founding story so this is this is a new year right Marcel? this is a new year what's the plan for mizala this year okay yeah so for us um basically what we're looking at is growth and um we've um started up a whole we've put in a whole lot of structures to ensure that we grow our customer base i mean it's basically about the people if we don't have customers and there's really no need for us to be in business so first off we're actually working on growth and um we're also um raising um raising funds along along the way to enable us meet up um all of our strategies so um we're playing the b2c um uh, play at the moment then also we're, we're doing that along uh, alongside our b2b play because we're also reaching out to corporates reaching out to unions reaching out to um cooperatives to sign up and um, we've built up uh, our platforms well i mean basically we're automating everything so for us um insurance has to be different so this year we're, we've built up our apps we've built up our um, landing pages we've um, started growing our customer base so by the end of the year we're sure would hit a very very large number i can't even give you the figures right now because it's going to be <laughs> It's going to be crazy. Let me just add to what Marcel mm-hmm. said. My team is going to kill me for saying this, but <laughs> you are here, man. So I just say it. One of the things we are doing this year is um, launching a new product, right? We are calling it the Password Guard. Um, we are betting on. I, I don't know if you've been following social commerce, e-commerce in, on the African continent generally. Yeah. If you look at the trends, you see, you know, payments, everything you need to have a successfully a successful e-commerce um, economy or a digital commerce economy. Is now in place on most African countries and continents. You know, the African continent and most countries in Africa, you know, because we now have internet penetration at a very, very meaningful rate. That internet penetration is now tangible. Over fifty percent of Nigerians are connected to the internet, one way or the other. And um, commerce, one way. Or the, look on WhatsApp. Your status, it's there. You there. You always have at least two or three people on your contact list that are selling something on WhatsApp. You don't even need to go too far to see just how huge social commerce is and at the core of this is at the center of this um growth of this of this boom in digital commerce are people with nine to five are people that don't even have a shop that don't have a physical location they run their because of their constraints and the financial constraints they've been forced to um, sort of build their entire business or test out their ideas on an entirely digital infrastructure and what is missing from this existing digital infrastructure in commerce in Africa? In fact, not just digitally, but online and offline. What is missing in commerce in Africa right now is insurance. What happens when your product leaves point A to point B and it is damaged? You don't even need to go for it. Again, hop on Twitter to the statistic free guy. All you see is all sorts of costs, insults, 
pain, complaints about how you know something happens to the good while it's in transit. And most vendors, most of these vendors, like I said, they are small guys, they don't even have enough, enough money. They don't have the money to ensure they are good while it's in transit because most GIT, most companies don't even touch it in the first place. They don't even touch more goods. They only want to do GIT for containers, for interstate deliveries. And what mm-hmm. we've done with Passo Guard is create we could call it a micro goods in transit insurance, but we've created a product, a micro insurance product with goods as that's as cheap as 500 naira or one dollar, if you may, allowing you to protect your products as a vendor while it is in transit. Between when it is delivered, between when it leaves your place and gets to the customer, we bear all the liability for what happens to that product. And we will pay you to the tune of 85% of the value of the product if anything happens to that product while you deliver it, mm. while it has been delivered. Oh, wow. Okay. That is exactly. actually really, really, really innovative. Exactly. And that's just one of the things I can talk about for now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, a lot of, so a lot yeah, of that's just... things coming this year. Yeah, a whole lot, actually. Um, we're also, uh, I mean, probably at the end of the year, we're also expanding to life and health. But for now, we're keeping it with, um, I mean, um, motor vehicles and um, the parcel guard and a few other things actually a few other things that will come up this year mm. okay um i see it's going to be really really interesting here um for mizala really really looking forward to see all of this especially parcel guard i think parcel guard is actually going to is actually really innovative and a lot of people are going to need parcel guard especially a lot of vendors so it would be really interesting to see that come to you know come life come to the market um yeah, it's it's, it's, it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I guess my next question now would be what are the challenges that you face, you know, building out a business like Mizala? You know, um, I'd like you guys to go in turn. So, Israel, you could go first and then myself. Yeah, let me go in first because for the most part, we all, I also sort of man support for the youngest time so I can give you a lot more insight. One of the biggest challenges we had was it's like it's not just one i can't tell you we had one biggest challenge but it was a couple of things at the core of it the biggest challenge is people one way or the other they don't know about insurance either they have either they have they most they all have a very negative perception of insurance whether or not they, they know how the insur- insurance actually works whether or not they've actually bought insurance policies the first and biggest challenge is they fucking hate it because words are not um, the same no no keep going keep going keep going <laughs> Be yourself. They fucking hate insurance. <laughs> That's the truth. They fucking hate insurance. They hear insurance. What they hear is something bad has to happen for them to test the validity of what you're proper of what you're, you know, telling them. All they hear is bad luck. We on on our day, if you had seen our deck, you'd see blood of Jesus is there. It's on it was on our deck because that's one of the things people we one of the twelve first reactions we had to just say, Hey, we have to tell you about insurance. And the biggest thing is that negative perception and it doesn't help what legacy insurance firms have been up to so you know the first thing is that perception is the biggest challenge then you move on to the next phase one of the things we learned while we were you know um, starting out was like a lot of people we were there even we were even their first online purchase for a lot of people that bought insurance from us over 50 percent of our customers made their first online purchase with Mizala. Before us, they just have their cars on the road. They go to the you know VIO um, the vehicle inspection agency, that's the government um, um, vehicle inspection agency. They go there to buy their third party insurance. They never use this thing. They just see them as part of the mandatory vehicle papers. Mm. For a lot of people, we are also their first conscious you know purchase of insurance. Where they say, oh, I'm going to buy insurance today. 
we are that for them. So for us, it's education mostly, changing the customer perception of insurance. And the second thing has been education, just um, educating these users at the same time while trying to sell your product to them. Because at the end of the day, you're still a business. You're still trying to sell the product. Yeah. But you yeah. also have to educate them on how this thing works. So it's perception. It's also getting that time, having to hold their attention enough for you to explain what insurance really is and how it benefits them. Yeah. Those are yeah. the two core things for me. Yeah. So um, on on my own side, um, I think one it's um, like I mean, funny enough, you just said exactly um, the major things that we that we're facing um, in the market today. But then another thing that we're going to, another issue that we're having is the competition that um, that is available in the market. Although we don't have so many people who are in the in the short tech space, but one challenge that we have is um, where you have someone copy your um, your strategy. But anyway, the implementation is a, it's a different thing. But as it is, um, the customer's perception, um, um, their belief system, and um, implementation of strategies is a, has been our biggest challenge and um, the truth about it is we've also put things in place to ensure that we bypass these things so for the customer's perception um, we are investing heavily on customer education because that is where people will get to understand what it is you're doing and why you're doing what you're doing i think one of the one of the um, sexiest thing is when you tell someone see you can actually buy your insurance at, a, at an affordable rate and not just how we're breaking down what you could have paid and to weekly on a weekly basis or monthly basis. If there's a claim, you don't have to pay the remaining premium. And I think that is usually what would that's usually what attracts them to us. And um also yeah, yeah the fact that um you can actually buy insurance online without filling any paper is interesting. So most people just like, are you sure this actually works? Then they feel it and then they see that it's working. Another interesting thing that we've done is to reduce um, the claims processing time. Typically in the insurance um, sector, you can have claims last for as long as two weeks to yeah. three weeks. But we reduce that two to weeks, three months. But it's hours. Right. I was even trying to see how we can reduce that to 24 hours. So, um, yeah, Israel mentioned up to three months. That, that actually happens. We've seen this happen a whole lot of time. So we've reduced that process to two weeks. Sorry, to, uh, for six hours, so you can actually receive your claims on time. And people still wonder if that is really true. But yes, we're doing that. So um, that's a good thing, and it's also a challenge. You know, the thing about Nigerians is um, once you tell them something that seems so good to be true, they think you are not legit. <laughs> actually, you know? Yes. You know? <laughs> they like, so what of the original? How would that one come? You know, that kind of thing. So that's you the know? way it is for us. So it's, it's actually a challenge. The, the positive thing is also a challenge to us. But um, customer education is actually one of the things we're investing in heavily to ensure that people understand what we're doing and most importantly, why we are doing what we are doing. Thank you very much for mentioning you know, um, the too good to be true part. Because yeah. that's a very, very, it ties into the next thing I was just going to say to wrap that, that, that thing up. It's, it's true. And it's not just customers. Also, within the, even in the insurance circle, right, we've had conversations where people are like, oh, who finally doing this thing? How is this possible? How are they doing it? Uh-huh. You know, even in the insurance circle, like, ah, this is too good to be true. There must be something else going on. You know, yeah. and um, he also, and another thing is, Another challenge is, to be fair, insurance is a very, very heavily regulated industry. It's one of the most regulated industry, particularly in Nigeria. You almost can't breathe without the regulator's approval. So, 
um, creativity in that region because one of the questions I remember um, you know investors asking is oh what's your moat what's your defensible moat and realistically what moats can you really build in insurance insurance is insurance yes you can change how you do it you can change how you sell it you can change what how you approach it but at the end of the day insurance is just telling people um hi this thing might happen to you do you want me don't pay me some money so that if this thing does happen to you i will take care of you that's really what insurance is at the end of the day so you have regulatory concerns you have you know people asking you about defensible moves oh this person is starting this thing in this place and there's also the thing where everybody just sees insurance as this joint and flat landscape you know insurance is insurance uh, yes i just literally said that and i know it might sound like i'm contradicting myself but somebody doing health insurance and somebody doing life insurance they are playing on two very very separate claims that they might never even cross paths at yeah. any point in their life and both companies will go on to do very well and go very far so it all goes down to that same perception thing i tell you about perception from the regulator perception from from legacy perception of you know legacy um, industry players perception mm-hmm. of the customers you're trying to sell to perception of even your own investors mm. everybody has a very different view of insurance and somehow they all hold very very different views that are nowhere near what insurance should really be about and that's what we are really here to correct that perception mm. okay okay that's actually really really interesting about challenges on how you guys are helping um basically solving it i think something that jumps out for me is how mizala claims process is all in 48 hours or within 48 hours i think that is such a huge thing probably the first time i've something like that um and i think i think you guys should scream that often (laughs) 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 be true it is true and so like it is also really really amazing like when i think claims i usually think in weeks personally so like 48 hours is like wow okay that is really um so before i let you guys go i I like to hear um you know lessons you guys have learned you know building out a business like mizala heavily regulated space um education needs to go in what 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 and what would you guys say you have learned you know in this process of just building out this business um they'll go first okay let me let me go first um so i think one for me is trust your instincts a whole lot um they hardly go wrong um even if it seems wrong now um just give it a couple of hours you would actually say that you made the right decision and two, um, trust your co-founders, trust your team a whole lot because they bring in a whole lot of um, expertise, a whole lot of um, energy to to the project. So I've learned to trust um, their opinion as in hundred percent of the time. Yes, we have lots of arguments. It is it is actually very much welcome. We need such arguments so that to help us move forward. We had refresh one this morning. <laughs> yeah, we had one this morning. <laughs> <laughs> really that's that's what i've learned and um trust me it's beautiful we always get out uh, better each time we have those things okay really interesting for me, for me it's focus focus because um for one i'm someone with adhd so focusing is very difficult in that way but playing in a sector where you know it's basically virgin land there's nothing you can't do look at the penetration numbers 
you are literally a first mover if you're moving in the insurance space you're literally a first mover so it's so easy to be drawn around joining all these you know um, different directions and you have all these people telling you all the ways you can do what you do better or how all these other ideas or how all these other ways you can sort of um all the other ways you can sort of provide insurance in nigeria right because everybody has a better idea of what to do so that single-minded focus to say this is our goal this is what we are trying to achieve and this is where we are going i think that's the biggest lesson for me on just drowning out the noise for lack of a better word yeah that's what i'm actually looking for drowning out the noise that's number one lesson for me and number two would be yeah like Matthew said is um trusting your co-founding team and the third thing would be communication there's no such thing as about communicating in my own what, what i've learned as much as possible reiterate what you're saying change it if you have to but always make sure that at every point in time you're communicating very clearly okay really really interesting um really really interesting trust your instinct trust your team and focus i think focus is also something i pick with trusting your team these are the two ones that jumps out for me um i think it is really everything especially in businesses that are just starting or businesses that are in really early stages um and focus you know choosing what to do and actually stay true long enough to see whether this works or it doesn't right um i think those two things are really really key and on that note i'd like to say thank you so so much marcel and israel for coming on the couch today this has been a very very interesting conversation what do you think <laughs> yeah it thank was really i've actually yeah. had fun <laughs> thank it's you very much for yeah 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 and for everyone listening make sure to check out mizala today it is m-i-z-a-l-a dot c-o um for anything car insurance in nigeria today you would get cheaper rates you would get to actually get your claims if you get hit if you get any insurance related thing you would literally be able to make your claims and get paid in 48 hours that is something really 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 um and so just make sure to check out mizala today um, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends if you liked what you heard today you already know every single week we bring you amazing founders like Marcel and Israel so stay tuned and until next time see ya